Well, guys, welcome back to another sweltering edition of Beers, Brews, and Bros. I am your host, the leader of the Mossman Force 5, with my co-host, the slender man himself, Mr. Byron Moss. And without further delay, a man who is more memorable than the mass transit incident, Mr. K-Rob. Whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. Whoa. Mass transit? All right. Uh, okay, okay, New Jack. She was not expecting that. I love it, though. I mean, we're not obviously going to shed light on what the hell happened there, but that, wow, pop, you got me. Uh, but I'm just saying here, since we're going to be talking yeah. about Springer later, like we told the folks, folk, well, those fine folks earlier on the week. Yeah, that you're right. One of the stars that was actually there at the Mass Transcendent was on Jerry Springer. That's how he got his start. Get out of here, really? The short I didn't know that. Guy, yeah, the... Okay, the little person, the the African American little person. I'm gonna use my proper grammar here. Tiny Terror. He was on Springer first, and then he was also manager of the Twin Towers in WWF. And he was also you mean the Slick? Guy. Yes, the Doctor Style Slick. Short Wait a minute. Guy. Yeah. We, yeah. We seen him at Raw 1000. He did Daniel Bryan and AJ's marriage, but he didn't say marriage. He said, <laughs> Malwitch. <laughs> I remember but, that. Malwitch. <laughs> but yes, he w- So the funny thing was, he was actually on Dark Side of the Ring when they did the New Jack special. But yeah, that was the whole thing. He was on Springer. He was also, the whole deal was how he even got on WWF that Paulie Heyman decided to hook him up. And get him up there if he testified in favor of New Jack. Well, I'll be. Now I didn't know all about that, but yeah, you busted out mass transit, and I, I'm a, I'm a pretty memorable son of a bitch. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. So thank you for putting me over. And you know what? I'm very proud of your Al Borland beard you got going on. That's a, that's looking immaculate. Getting that neck beard in, slaying. No, <laughs> no, no, you, no, uh, no. Neck beards should be banished from planet Earth. <laughs> it's called ha- not having time to shave. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, guys, I'm wound up this w- uh, this week, so just be prepared. He's half cocked and half the size. So, Kyle, why don't you go ahead and tell us what we want to hear here at the Brew Crew? <laughs> I, I hate you so much. <laughs> no, it's double. Half- no, it's double yep. cocked and half the size. Check yourself. Oh, ladies my and- gosh. All right, ladies and gentlemen. No, we got a very Kyle, exciting episode oh, this oh, week. I got one more thing for you right oh, quick on that. Boy. Since you just, I, I know we got this call started several minutes ago, about 26 minutes ago. Does that mean you're a cheap date because you literally just had a little liquor? <laughs> no. <laughs> First off, I am not a cheap date. I mean, I can be. I mean, what most dudes are, for the most part, we're basic like that. But it depends on the circumstances. Now, if we go to an arcade machine, <laughs> go ahead. Now, if we go to an arcade, then, oh, we spending, you know? <laughs> or. <laughs> Or, Y'all uh, are as, wound up tonight. Or as I found out, the, there's a Golden Girls Kitchen in Beverly Hills that is oh $40, $40 per person and $50 during normal hours, and they have a menu, and I'm so excited for it. Um, but that, now, it, it depends on where we're going. All right? Well, <laughs> fair enough. Then, no, I just got, I only see you fuckers once a week, so I got to get my yow yas out and all that jazz. Yeah, get your rocks off and pause. Uh, this all right, week, ladies, uh, yeah, pause and hold. <laughs> this is, go this ahead, is my friend, very, go. 
I'm very, very excited for this uh, for this uh, week's episode. Of course, we've already discussed last week. We previewed our big retro rewind segment as of a show that TV Guide once coined in 2002 as the worst show in the history of television. Car crash talk show at its finest, Jerry Springer. We're gonna just, we're gonna talk about memories of that, and of course, Byron's never watched a full episode of it, so we get to have a little bit of fun at his expense. Also, with the release of the of the new God of War trailer, Ragnarok, that came out today, which looks beautiful, by the way, for PlayStation Five. Oh, it yeah, got it us, does. it got us thinking. Hey, keep it in your pants, dude. It got us thinking dude, it, about. It showed it showed Finrear. <laughs> My gamer tag is Finrear05. I've got the biggest boner in the world. Whoa, pause, dude. Whoa, 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 whoa. I come. Now, I, I step away for just a minute to blow my nose, and here he is blowing his goddamn load. Calm the fuck down over there. <laughs> I, pause and moving forward, you nasty bastard. <laughs> Listen, well, ladies he's and gentlemen, pause so something. <laughs> <laughs> so we got now. So we got to thinking about the games that we've experienced in our youth, teenage, and you know, and adult years that were really hyped up. And when we finally got our opportunity to play them, they were just a big, far, big wet fart. So we're going to talk about games that didn't live up to their massive hype and expectations. And you know, I got a couple that I'm going to get really wound up about, and I'm going to lie to you. So be prepared for that. We're going to have a lot of fun there. Uh, Jared, uh, what else have we got going on this week, man? Man, something else, too. You know, obviously, Kratos being one of the badass characters and one of the most OP characters of all time, we're going to address our top 10 OP characters. So we're going to do a shot and run just like the normal. I'll hit you with my one. Everybody shares their one in the center of the table, and then we go on from there. And, Byron, that means not putting your one on the table. Keep your pants zipped, <laughs> my friend. No Jeez. <laughs> hey, and, you know, we grew, and we grew up in a generation of uh, overpowered testosterone-fueled guys and some super badass women in gaming as well. So I can't, I can't wait to get into that one. And we haven't done a list in a while, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And, of course, we are, as always, oh, yeah. taking, uh, taking questions from everybody. Um, if you, we have a and a Q&A posted out on, our, on Facebook right now. So if you want to submit questions at any time, and you can also hit us up on, on our Twitter account as well. So I, I cannot I cannot wait to get knee deep into this. So Mr. Mossman, where do you want to start tonight? You know what? While we're talking about let's let's start on a high note here. Let's talk about badass characters because obviously we we could talk about things falling on their face all the time. I'm used to talking to you on a daily. So yeah. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, I'm the generous one tonight. How about you start us off? You give me your number one. Who do you think should be on the Rushmore of OP characters? Obviously, Rushmore encompasses more than, you know, it's, it's more than 10. You know what I'm saying? Oh, um, most definitely. Now, because I didn't really think about how bad how OP this guy was until actually meeting you and playing the the fourth incarnation in this franchise, I'm going to say Dante's super OP as fuck, man. Devil May Cry, from the Devil, the Devil May Cry franchise. Facts. Facts of life, honestly. And I, I will share that number one with you because that was going to be one of my choices. But mm. obviously, we're not going to talk about just DMC. That Dante was a very watered-down version of the badass, blade-wielding, white-haired fellow that we all know and love. Oh, no, I'll give you completely. I'll completely give you. But, but uh, if you, especially if you look at look at his arsenal in the first three games, uh, he he is he's he's freaking ridiculous, and well, probably has the, the most over, st- yeah, he has the most over he has the most overpowered set of pistols on earth. 
like Ebony and Ivory. I mean, maybe next oh to God. maybe next to maybe next to Deadpool's B and Arthur, but that's me being biased. Um, no, yeah, and I don't his, know, his weapons, man. It, it, in the in the characters of gunslingers, and this guy will make our list later. And you obviously know who I am, the proprietor of a three barrel gun. That's up there as well, too. And firearms. Yeah. So Byron, who, who do you got as, as your first your first choice? I mean, there's for me it's one choice, and that's the man who literally makes demons uh and devils shaking their boots. That's Doom Guy. <clears throat> Doom Guy BFG, baby. Yeah. I, oh, I finally <laughs> I finally got to play that. I finally got to play Doom Eternal on PS5 at at a uh, 4K res, and I think I may have gotten aroused. Pause. It's yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. No, it's sexy, dude. It's sexy. But like, damn it, it, like it badass characters like it just OP as fuck. Like the dude literally wheels a BFG. Dude, like, come the on. fact that the guy jams a fucking grenade down a demonic being's throat. Come on now. Yep. So for me, number one has to be uh, Doom Guy. And you can't forget the fucking chainsaw. Come on. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, like that's uh, the scene early. Uh, it was the Doom Two. Or, it was Doom Three that had the chainsaw scene, there, wasn't it? Yep. So like that scene was so iconic they put it in the fucking movie. It's just beautiful. It's Guys, so, what do you it's... got for your number two slot, my dude? You know, my number two, I'm going to keep it a little old school, and yeah, he's a normal human being, but the like being a mashup of every 80s badass man trope in one, Duke fucking Nukem. Yep. Because, his, te- because his testosterone alone can kill an entire alien horde. He doesn't need guns. All he needs is his boot. You don't want that up your ass. Shout out to John St. John, the voice of Duke Nukem. Man, like, <laughs> right. he... You know what? Yeah, like when you think of like he's John Rambo, John Matrix, and Dutch from Predator all rolled into one. And that is just too much for one human being. Too much. He's got a and you know what he's got? He's got a great arsenal of weapons as well, but like legit, I just think like if Chuck Norris was a video game character, it's Duke Nukem. Absolutely. Uh honestly. For my number two, I'm going to go the other way. I teased it already in the first half. You know what? I'm going to go with Vincent Valentine, Final Fantasy VII. The yeah. dude literally operates with a three-barrel gun named Cerberus. can be converted into a sniper rifle. It can be converted into just a powerful pistol. And then let's not even get into the fucking, his four-barrel gun later on called the Retribution. Ooh. Oh, my God. Mm. The fact that it... The Sexy. giant fucking crucifix on it, and the dude is literally the antichrist of that world. <laughs> if, if we're gonna keep it first person, and like I got mine coming up, it's gonna be another. It's gonna be an F, another FPS guy. Oh, dude, I was I third person, my brother. I know, but like I, you know, we mentioned Doom guy and Duke Nukem are our first person guys. My next guy's another FPS. But Byron, we definitely want to hear what yours is, and Jared, keep it to yourself. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Jared on as, as a Final Fantasy VII character, Sephiroth. Mm-hmm. Ooh yeah, I don't. Like, you know, I know his theme song's more OP than he is. He's OP as oh a God. character. Like his, just the way he holds himself, and like all the scenes, like he just holds him above everybody else. In that freaking like katana he wields, is like it's huge. It's fucking amazing. Well, the fact like, is, he, whenever he first entered the Smash universe, he is the only character that ever has gotten close to killing Mario. Come on now, facts. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, and. Mario Mega OP. 
Mary's suit as fuck. You don't think of <laughs> nobody thinks about that as a matter of fact, and let that be Mario an obvious. Mario is broken as shit. Yes, he is. Stupid. Oh uh, no, talk my about next power ups. Yeah, let's crazy on that. Honorable mention to the to the plumber, the red plumber. The dude has a a arsenal of fucking power ups. We're not even talking about the Hammer Brothers suit or the Tanuki. The fact that he can turn into fucking stone. But this 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 cat Sephiroth literally picks the dude up by his overall strap with his sword and about lights him on fire with Mega Flare. It's beautiful. What the fuck is that? It's so unnecessary. But the fact is, like, Mario, even with all of his power-ups and everything else, the dude can't be fucking killed, only just by ridiculous, stupid shit. <laughs> but he's another one of them broken characters, jumps on something, destroys it. Anytime I try to jump on something, I may get smacked, or <laughs> that's, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, with that, being, with that being said, and also, and, you know, growing up, that all, I, I I didn't like the fact that Mario's got more OP as time progressed because it just felt like Nintendo was just fucking around saying, you know what, let's give him this just because. He gets the Superman treatment. He's Nintendo's post Dude, he does. I hate Superman. Well, and the fact, too, is why, you know, I, I get the whole point, you know, with Disney. The fact that Mario is actually worthy to wield the Keyblade, that's what gets me. Yeah, net. What's the next thing? He's gonna be able to pull. He's gonna be able to use Mjolnir. Probably, dude. He he'll probably yeah. be worthy enough to wield Mjolnir. He, you know, in our luck, you know, the fact is, he probably will make an appearance, and he will be having a fucking lightsaber. <laughs> probably just gave. Probably just gave Marvel a damn good idea. Great Marvel Nintendo crossover. Awesome. Uh, my next dude, guy. No, the whole thing is, secretly Mario's a force user, Byron. <laughs> uh, would it surprise me? My next guy is, uh, Sorry, just to keep it in realm, and also, shout out to Death Battle, uh, gotta, gotta, gotta pick the guy who actually beat Doom Guy, and that's Master Chief, John117. Yeah. Yes. Guy, I mean, you know what, I'm... he's got an incredibly, ver- not just a powerful arsenal, but a very, very uh, wide variety. Of course, he can use, he can use Covenant weapons, he can, of course, use UM, USMC weapons, he's got the, uh, the energy, the energy sword is a damn beast and then gravity you the hammer gra- beat me to it <laughs> gravity hammer that is honestly that is one of the most satisfying ways to kill somebody is uh is to use the gravity hammer and just watch well, them get heated all the way across the there's, map there's only one uh kill that's more satisfying than that it's a that? shotgun kill as somebody lunges you the sword Ooh, Ooh. that timing has to be impeccable <clears throat> for man, for that it's nothing's more satisfying than watching get salty on that <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna drop the granddaddy of all of all OP characters. Bring it, Goku. You know, yes, yes, but sometimes his OPness comes comes due to plot convenience. He's plot armored. It's, I'm not gonna lie, there. He's got a lot of plot armor, but yeah. he's the most <laughs> OP character in like anime. Come on now, he didn't. No, he's, not, he's he's not the most OP character in anime. He's definitely up there, but he's not the most OP. Then, okay, okay, actually, let the man speak. Let the man speak. I want to hear this. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be wrong. Goku is like definitely up there, but like he's broken as shit. Byron, that's any main character in any anime. And, like, like literally, if you want to talk about the most fucking like OP character that like exists, most Mary Seed motherfucker out there, that's Ichigo from Bleach. No, 
Yes. Here's so so here's the problem yes, he, there he, with that. He, he, no, no, he's the most plot armored Mary Sue character because he's a fucking visored uh, Shinigami, uh, full Let's bringer. Compare apples that apples here. Okay, that's that's all. And cool he's also a fucking apples, uh, apples Quincy. Yes, he does. In, he does indeed have all those qualifications, Byron, and the fact that he does encompass all those different character types. But here's the thing, though. Goku operates under the realm of a god. He has the strength of a god. Super Saiyan God, man. Do you know what a Shinigami is? I do know what a Shinigami is. They're essentially the Reaper. They're essentially Grim Reapers. They're gods of death. Quick, essentially, yeah. They're the gods of death. So, like, he will... They're not gods of death, technically. If you're going to be technical, man, you got to go with, like, the Soul Reaper King. You also have to take into account obviously the leader of squad one yamato even got his ass kicked i know granted I'm just granted, granted he had to get fucking uh special circumstances done against him to kill him spoilers folks <laughs> it's very much so in the spoilers i'm just saying with goku the ultra instinct the dude's plot armor the speed, the fact of the matter is that his reflexes are well beyond Ichigo's. The fact that he operates within the speed of light. Like, he's mm -hmm. even during even, like, Death Battle, they say, like, he's even above the cut of, like, Superman reaction commands, even with him being able to exist outside of the universe. The fact that Goku can pretty much assimilate matter at that point in time just with his punches or kicks in that state. I, I get that. I do. I'm saying, I'm not denying he's not an OP character. Believe me, like, when it comes to most people, I'm going to argue that Goku is more powerful than most, but I'm not. I'm saying he's not the most powerful. He's not I feel like he's more powerful than Ichigo, though. Oh, yeah, I'll with you 100. But I, I'm saying the only thing. Realm, so. Go ahead, sorry. I'm saying the realm. Only of, person. I, I'm, just, excuse me, I'm saying Goku is definitely more powerful than Ichigo, hands down. I'll agree with you 100. What I'm saying is Ichigo uh, or Goku falls in the realm of Ichigo is he's a Mary Sue character who gets a lot of plot armor that makes him OP as hell. I will give you that. I will give you that as well. But we're talking about just OPness here. And guys, not o and we're not talking about old penis. Just let me Ooh. let me clarify that right now. Dude. Any <laughs> <laughs> I know that, that could have been taken anyway. But guys, if you guys want to hear something from us about, you know, obviously me and Byron can talk about anime any day of the week. And we'll oh, get back to our God. segment. <laughs> Feel free to message us. We will gladly talk about it. You know, the only person that I know, and Byron, this is back to our argument. I'm, I'm segueing back again. The only person I really know that could probably assimilate Goku would be like Kaze from like freaking Final Fantasy Unlimited. The fact that the dude could literally take the soul of somebody and turn it into a bullet. That's the only Jesus. thing there. <laughs> that's that, that's literally sick. the whole thing. You literally takes the soul of somebody, turns into a bullet, and summons something. I'm just <sighs> like... What the fuck? <laughs> but that's the only to... other thing above that. Go ahead. You got me thinking. You got me thinking. Like just all the different like a character that could probably stand on Goku's level. Like honestly, if Goku would get away from his whole like not killing people, he would fucking dominate everything. Oh, he absolutely would. Yeah, I mean, unquestionably. There's only, a few, there's only a few characters. Like I said, Kaze stands out to me, and that was just because of that element. You know, yeah, if Goku knocks him out before he can obviously thaw the maw gun and then either a say you know rip the soul from his body that's the only thing i would have to contend to that uh you're not wrong 
But, you know, oh. if Goku actually took things seriously, we've seen that happen. Well, let's get back Goku. on track. So I've already <laughs> said what I've said. You, you, Byron, it is your turn. Uh, I'm going to stick in the video game realm again. Uh, I'm going to go Starkiller from The Force Unleashed. I would say he's pretty broken. I mean, honestly, from oh. the novelizations, they really cranked him up a notch. Oh, and I've seen gameplay and one. I've granted, like, I've not played the games, but I've seen gameplay and like the shit you can do in that game and what he does is fucking ridiculous. Is Star Killer is uh, honestly considered by most people their favorite Star Wars character of all time? And I, if you've heard anything about like Fortune Unleashed games, they're up there in like probably top five best Star Wars games ever created. What and two? That's saying right, something. Just- that is saying something. Kyle, what do you uh, got? Uh, hold on, oh, hold on. Sorry. And there's uh, an assumption right now, fears crossed, hope that when we get uh, the next uh, Fallen Order, uh, the sequel to Fallen Order, that the spoiled person in the back to tank is Starkiller. It's speculation right Ooh, now. Ooh, yeah, that would be, Ooh. that would and, rock. And if that is, that makes him canon. So he goes from being a Legends character to a canon character. Ah, now, I get with that. Fantasy's all about it. Kyle, I've honestly lost count. Are we on four or five? Four. This is five. I, from this is five for me because we started. Four. So y'all are on four. four so no. Yeah. No, it's four. You did okay. four. This is number Fine. three. You did three. You did three. You're on number four now, dude. Four. See. Is, y'all's four. Pub, is that pub, Is that public school education kicking in again? Y'all can't math. <laughs> no, I can math. I just lost four. track during the whole discussion. I was just expecting the one person <laughs> in the world to keep us in line, and he didn't fucking do it. I'm disappointed. We're on mm. four. We're on four. <laughs> Because Jeremy tangent about Ichigo and uh, Goku. Goku. <laughs> no, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit, and we're gonna go to a final boss. And my first, because the this was my first experience with an OP uh, character in a video game, Shao Kahn. Dear God, dude, you got honorable you, mention you, to Idol. Honorable mention to Idol. If you mention him, you gotta mention Idol. Yeah, bow down to the cheapest boss in the history of, of tournament yes. fighters. Get the hell out of here. Dude, like, you never faced, a, you, and to mention Idol, you never faced any character in a fighting game that could re, that could regenerate its own health bar. Just no matter what. The, there you're clicking his fucking and, heels. <laughs> yeah, you, you could chain off like a 9-10 hit combo, and then he, he rattles one off on you, and then he just stands there and starts stomping his feet, and he's gaining health back. You can't do that. Now, Shao Kahn, see, the, why he gets on here is because he's gotten worse and worse over the years with Mortal Kombat. And, even in, and going back to the second game <sighs> when he made his debut, you have to cheese the game. Uh, just just to beat him, you can't you can't beat him straight up. It is literally not possible. I mean, I always used to spam him with the bicycle kicks from freaking Liu yeah. Kang. Liu Kang, my dude, I had to Sub Zero with a one out of three. Like you keep throwing free uh, freeze projectiles, and one out of three would would actually go through. And then yep. you get in, you get your uppercut, and call it good. But he is such a bastard to deal with, and uh, it's not like he's gotten any easier over the years either. So, got to shout out an OG in that in that capacity. Okay, I'm gonna actually go in another realm. I'm gonna probably say probably one of the most OP another Final Fantasy character that's just broken and has been readapted over time. I'm going to say Cloud from Final Fantasy VII. The dude literally yeah. has gone toe-to-toe with Sephiroth every time. Yeah, the Buster Sword, one of the best weapons. 
let's just say this right out the gate. Anything from Final Fantasy VII is OP because how many of those characters got their own reiteration of story? You know, even in the remake, you got to think Vince Valentine's had his own story. Cloud, obviously. You have fucking, uh, goodness gracious, Crisis Core. I can't think of his name, Kyle. Save me here. Oh, Dude, it's been so long since I've seen Crisis Core. I could not tell you. I cannot think of his think of his name. He was obviously in Kingdom Hearts as well, too, but he was the one that was Zach. Zach has also had his own game. And then Yuffie yeah. had her own storyline in the new remake. I mean, I guess really the only one that really hasn't had their story has really been like Tifa, Aerith, and Barrett. Tell you the truth. Everybody else has kind of had their song. True. Uh, um, let, and- let, let's talk about this with Cloud, though. Advent Children definitely was the first opener where we got to see the depth of the character. The dude wielding, you know, seven swords that combined into one sword. Awesome. And then using his ability, Knights of the Round. Come on now. Guy literally saved the Earth just with that move alone. But just the fact that dude's a soldier using giant ass fucking blade. So I'm just I'm telling one winged angel. Sorry, just being around cloud. Cloud is like uh, God. It's mm-hmm. cloud. The most, Dude, the most, I'm just... the most recognized and iconic, uh, like playable character from Final Fantasy. Yeah, agreed. Um, now, do I think he's more badass than Orin? No, personally, but um, in terms of like, uh, in terms of over. Yeah, it's definitely clouds in, in that argument. Seeing Auron, he got second light during Kingdom Hearts 2, though. I was glad to see him. You could use his moves like Shooting Star. You know, you got to see him humanized even more. The fact, you know, Hades having his soul under control. So, dude is a badass. Definitely. Byron, what else you feeling? I'm going to go into some anime here. And Jared okay. will recognize this person. I'm going to go Hajime Nagumo. From Aphoretta from Complex, the world's strongest. <laughs> Dude, Whoa, is broken as, Dude is broken as <laughs> shit. Okay, imagine this, Kyle. Guy gets in a dungeon, goes to the very bottom of said dungeon. Unintentionally. Uh, like he's, probably, he's probably the weakest character in the whole thing starting out. Weakest could be. What, what was very, it? He was what? He, he wasn't a mage. He was a... Was he a uh, blacksmith? Artificer. artificer. Yeah, artificer. So he was, he was a very... No, no, no. Punch it, punch it. it was synergist. Synergist. Synergist, you're right. Okay. So, quick, essentially, this guy is one of the weaker party members. Accidentally, gets he gets betrayed by one of his party members. Gets to the yep. bottom of the dungeon. Loses his arm. Ends up eating creatures with demonic monsters. powers. Monsters. Yep. Eating monsters. Ends up gaining abilities from the monsters. Gets his hair turned white. And he starts making weapons like he makes this huge ass fucking sniper rifle at the very beginning. And, and then he has these twin launchers. pistols. Rocket and, launchers. And ma- tanks. Makes, own, makes a new aircraft carrier. Uh, submarine. Submarine. Yes. Like it, it just keeps getting more power. Like this, he, this thing. Um, this guy goes from his very lighthearted character to a cold blooded. You get my way. You're my enemy. It'll put a bullet in your head. And the fact that he has a full fan service of ladies <laughs> building yes. his harem as he travels. UA is best best uh, best wife. UA Byron, best you wife. just changed my mind on my on my next choice because you're going into <laughs> anime and then it immediately got uh, me I'll thinking. Oh, 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 oh,
why do you pick UA? I, I want to know why. She's strong as hell for one and two. Like, I mean, you, you go to the flat chested mark, I want to kill you. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're always attracted to flat chested women. I don't fucking like, get it. I want you to imagine a, 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 a dragon damn, lady any day of the week. <laughs> uh, you just like the big tail bitties, and somebody's into SM. Preach it. <laughs> it, it, it. I mean, it's true. But like, no, UA is like this. She's a steadfast person. She's loyal as hell. And she doesn't but have tell to him what it, tell, tell him what she is. She's a vampire. She's she's an immortal vampire. That's pretty. I don't know, but I, I, I like the bunny lady though too. I, I like her as well. <laughs> Again, tail bitties. But I'll I'll tell you, Dragon Gal any day of the week. <laughs> you could, only because she's into S and M. All because Yago was stuck a freaking mm. spike up her ass. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's got some fan service to it, but like it's not that bad. Like it is probably one of the best can, written animes I've seen. Kyle, can I can I steal your one for just a minute? I want to say one more OP broken anime character. Go right ahead. Issei Fudo, high school DXD. Go oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the man's life force is based on the size of a woman's chest. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm sorry. That, so, so he's basically you. The yes. dude is a titty. The dude literally is a titty whisperer. The titties whisper to him. The titty master. If if you know, yeah, you no, know. No, no, no. no what, what's it called? What's it called? No, no. It's a. It's titty lingual or what? What is it? He looks through his I hand don't and know. it's a. What? <laughs> no, he just like this whole like. No, it, thing it, 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 he looks through his hand and he's like titty lingo go and the titties will tell the what's going on what the girl's thinking. <laughs> And the fact that one time he beats his rival just because he's like, Issei, you realize that his special power is minusing things. And he's like, what? And he's like, yes, he's going to reduce all the women's breast sizes. And he's like, Aniko barely has any. No. And then freaks out a bit of rage. He's complete, like, <laughs> enraged. I, high School DxD is the pure, it's, it's, it's quasi-hentai. It's quasi but this degraded the bullshit is, real but, fast. But here's the thing: the story Dude, is the good. First, the first season was so good. It is super good. Thank the you. The story is so good, but man, is it the thing? It's perverted. <laughs> it's so dirty. The fact when he beats Riser Phoenix in the first go, and he's like, "Yeah, I sold my arm to a dragon. Too bad I'm not gonna ever use this hand again." <laughs> and I'm just sitting here like, "Oh God." <laughs> Kyle, you need to watch it. Um, no, I, no, think, no. I think Boobie I need a cold Lingo, shower. <laughs> you know, if this wasn't Japan, I would not believe it was real, but because it's Japan, I'm not even surprised. Well, but, but here's the thing, and here's the crazy part with Issei. I mean, he just has no power threshold into the fact that he can, you know, everything's based off of chess and, and that. Obviously, when he levels up to... Yeah, and, and in both aspects of it, yes. But the dude it, can travel interdimensionally. He has, obviously, crazy stack power, fueled by raw emotion and boobies. <laughs> that that guy right there, he, he is very OP. Just like, it, the, one other thing, I'm a, this will be my last statement on Issei. The fact that, you know, he's taking on a demon, and he pours holy water on his hand and punches the guy in the fucking face. Just so with a cross, with a crucifix, with a cross, yeah, with a crucifix. 
So he has the crucifix in his hand and holy water on his hand, but it does. Okay, all right. It doesn't, um, it doesn't yeah. hurt him. Be, it doesn't hurt him because he doesn't. It, the arm is no longer his. It's the dragon's. He sold it to uh, the dragon, <laughs> and the dragon is not a uh, devil. Yep, and he just punches Riser in the face, like obliterates his face, and I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> Yeah, my head hurts a little bit from re- listening to all of this. I I have no idea what I'm even consuming at this point. But folks, if I was, you ever want to talk fan service, we are here for you. Those are your dudes right there. Let me tell you right now. I was just gonna say my last guy was gonna be guts, and I thought like, okay, I could wax how badass guts is, but I don't know if I can even top this. Uh, I got I got another one for you. I got another one for you. Don't worry, yeah, I got that okay. one for you. Now for me, Iwatani. Rising God. of the Shield Hero. <laughs> uh, okay, Kyle, uh, no worries. It's not fan service, but he's just super broken. Actually, the most cautious hero and him are kind of in that sa- same category. Well, the, the thing is, uh, imagine a character who literally has no offensive power at all. And then the whole world is against him, more or less. So he's got to do anything, everything to get power to survive. Yep. And, and he the has to learn all the defense. <laughs> and, and he, oh God, that reminds me of another broken character. Uh, oh, I didn't get gosh. hurt. I, I didn't get hurt. So I, st- I put all my stats in the defense. Guys, I'll tell you what, we're, we're stealing from Kyle here. How about next week, Byron? Me and you and Kyle, we will revel on some broken-ass fan service anime characters. Oh, God. <laughs> that That is the subject matter next week, folks. And Kyle, I am so sorry. Byron, you finish your story. But what has even happened we... here? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, uh, Kyle, I will loan you my crunchy roll laugh. You can, you can catch up. <laughs> There's a lot. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, essentially they say with uh, Nafumi, he just becomes very bitter to the world that is against him. And he and nobody's really helping him figure out what he has to do because everybody thinks he's a devil. He's evil. So they, and he's the weakest character. So they don't need to do about it. They want to deal with him. Dude. And he becomes so OP. Like, holy Dude. shit. Dude, red from left the hero's party to live a quiet t- life in the country. Yes! Oh my god, that character is busted as fuck. They gotta find oh, we are, the fact that he owns we, a, we a are carry shop. Super, <laughs> we are super ass off the rails like a motherfucker. Let me tell I got, you I right got, now. I, I got oh, we're this, we're uh, on the rails. Uh, it's just a fact. Huh? Oh, uh, Hanjo Kaede uh, is the character from uh, Bufuri Bofuri, I did. I don't want to get hurt, so I max out my defense. Like, oh yes, the, like literally, she gets she gets basketball defense becomes so overpowered with her abilities that it's essentially it's a game. Uh, she's a character in a game, and uh, they had to nerf her. Gosh. Like literally, when you're so powered that the developers have to go and eh, nerf button. I'm trying to think of the guy's name from Dayton Live, but the fact that he can harness I, the fact of 10 different I spirits. Remember. I don't I cannot think of his name right now. I, I'm I, trying I think, to think I think of we it. Kyle. We uh, Kyle. No, I'm, just, I'm just thinking, because I remember an OG from anime, uh, Tetsuo from Akira, the movie, the anime movie. Uh, 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 Akira? Akira? Yeah, he is hella, he, he is hella overpowered. Don't get me started on that movie. 
I beg your pardon. That that is a long discussion. That's a that's a discussion itself. Like oh, I tried watching. That's a dis- I, I like I, that. I tried watching. I tried watching. That's a discussion. Thirty minutes in, turned it off. Shoot, that scene has a classic mm. here in the states for being the first major anime Dude, film. It, it, it was Byron. It's a discussion right. within a discussion. <laughs> Just let him be. Oh, okay. I've heard this one time and time again, and I'll tell you what: if you guys want to hear his rant. Let us know. I just, it's too much for me to unpack. It's a, right it's now. a, it's a, that's a lot. Like, if you want to hear us talk more anime, let us know. Like, I, I could wax poetically about anime all day, every day. It, it literally I mean, just brought this man to life and touched my heart at the same time. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> obviously, yeah, actually, I, 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 I remember I have, another one. Eins <sighs> Ulgon, Eins from Overlord. Oh God. Dude, Kenshi, the mightiest disciple. Yes. <laughs> I, I, we lost that Kyle. kid. <laughs> I think we need to move on. We lost Kyle. Uh, <laughs> no, hey, Kyle, Kyle I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, I'm cooling and listening, bro. Qu- I'm cooling and listening. Dude, dude, to quote Issei Fudo, titties outweigh a man's life. I apologize, Kyle. <laughs> First off, breasts are beautiful. So you got me there at least. Oh. Uh. I think we need Goodness. to create a list of uh, animes right. for Kyle to watch. I think yeah, like, we do, make me an itinerary. Guys, actually let's do let's do this next week. Let, let's let's graze over let's do some recommendations. Let's let's do a couple of anime reviews next week and let's also talk about OP anime characters. I'm that down comes out of those. I, I think that'd be a very good fun discussion. And you guys l- l- let us know. Because obviously we want to hear what your recommendations are as well. Because this is something we don't typically graze upon very much. We we have a certain wheelhouse that we kind of cater to, and this is kind of the the squirreling that me and Byron do on a regular. Oh, we, the thing is, me and Jared have watched so much anime, read so much manga. Like we could wax about so much stuff. Oh, like all, <laughs> hours, dude. You know what I picked up the other day, and I, I'm on volume two right now. My wife's what? a stone cold killer. I'm reading that. God. Uh, I fucking love it. <laughs> uh, there's an anime out there you might like. It's on Crunchyroll. I think it's called uh, Love After World Con- uh, Domination. May I? Yes. <laughs> May I? Yes. May I? I've watched it and I've read all the manga. I'm up to date on it. It is literally Power Rangers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally the Power Rangers dates the supervillain, the, the the Reaper Princess. Oh my God, my heart! <laughs> it's so good. The fact that you and Gelato Red is just so fucking awkward. The, the Gelato I, Five, their first date. Wait, you oh say Gelato like Jello, or like, like pudding, ice like ice cream? Gelato's oh, ice yes, cream. Oh yes, it's ice cream. Yes. That's right. There, you you need to watch this. So highly recommend this. Love after world domination. I absolutely adore it. It is. An anime that I have got into, obviously, because Power Rangers, number one. Yeah, straight that's kind of why I looked into it. I'm, I'm thinking about, like, five episodes in. I'm just trying to pick back up yet. Oh, Byron. Come on, buddy. Catch up. We got to watch it. I, I, I'm uh, caught up as I'm... far as the can of the manga. I'm waiting for Volume 5 to come out right now. But the fact that she also has, like... Are you... How far in are you? Like, what is... I love the fact that gelato, you know, green gelato 
and Reaper Princess train together. And he's just like, I tried to beat her then, but she's just too strong. She broke all my bones. <laughs> I've not got that far. Like, I think where I'm at is where they're, uh, she's trying to like find a place to get terror or whatever. And she's trying to convince them to let him, let her go to a music park. Oh, yes. Yes. So that whole debacle, they no spoilers, but they they do get to have some fun there. But Cannon Bear just cracks me up. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Iron Princess, she is in love with Cannon Bear. Yeah, and Cannon Bear loves her back. And Cannon Bear loves her back. There's, there's an episode later on where they go to a festival at their schools and they try their best to be able to sit on this moon together. So they can have a photo. So they get the idea. They're like, oh, everybody's cosplaying. So they get up into their gear. He's gelato, red, and obviously she's he's she's Reaper Princess, but they get to spend time together. And it's just so good. It's like, a wholesome anime. It, it's great. Like, I absolutely love it. Like those moments where you're cringing, where it's like, oh, please, no. <laughs> Don't <laughs> this is this is my favorite romantic anime at this time. I actually have the, a photo of them on my Apple Watch. Like I, I it just gives me the warm fuzzies inside. Look, I'm just like the boom and explosion of Power Rangers, but it's like it's okay to date your fucking villain, your cross yeah. villain. I'll tell you what anime I, there's one anime I really want Kyle to watch just because I want to see if he cries. What's You're lying, April. Oh god. Dude, that and Shuffle. Shuffle was another one of those ones that got me. Oh, God. Your Light in April is so good, but man, has it wrenched your heartstrings. It, it's it's a mind fuck, really, to be honest with you. It, it really just tears at you. It, it, it's a very humanizing anime, you know? And we're it's, to, we're definitely, next week, we're going to have to wax over a lot of it. We have to. I mean, there's just so much to unpack here with this. I mean, we would be here all night talking about Yes, this we would be here. This episode would be about five hours long. Yeah, <laughs> five hours long. I, I, I wouldn't even be able to stop y'all at this rate. Yeah, it's like it's like listening to me talk about football. I just I wouldn't shut up, you know. Dude, there's so much in there. And I mean, honestly, like if you look at just even my top five, like in my recommendations for Crunchyroll, and Byron, I don't know if you do that knew this or not, but if you are a Crunchyroll mega fan, you actually get to have their manga service as well for free. Uh, I don't think I'm a mega fan. I don't remember what tier I'm at. I, I pay like ten bucks a month. That's the mega fan, so you can get that for free. It's seven ninety nine and ten ninety nine. I, I download the app, you just log in with the other. Uh, Science fell in love with. That's another good one. Science fell in love, so I tried to prove it. That's good. Love after world domination. Pagani uh, uh, is really good. Trapped in a dating simulator. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so good. It's so I crazy, but that. man, I literally so just, I just literally just passed that. Spy Family. I need to watch that one. I've heard nothing but good things about that. Uzaki Chan wants to hang out. Ah. Kyle, so you see good. Tell us what genres you're into, and we will get you a list. Kyle needs to watch Cautious Hero. The hero is overpowered. He just needs oh, to watch God. The, la like, it the last anime that was recommended to me to watch was called Dead Man Wonderland, and I was oh, mortified when I watched it. That, no. that one is a mindfuck. It's terrifying and bloody oh. as shit. Uh, oh, stay with how, Tokyo Ghoul. Dude, dude, How the Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom. That's another good one. Uh, I watched most of it. I need to go back and pick it up. But no, dude, stay away from. Uh, if you don't like 
something like that. It's a mind fuck. Do not watch Tokyo Ghoul. I've heard no, that name before. From that. It, it's, oh. it is an amazing anime, but it's all right now. There's no good guys in the anime. There's nobody's good. Dude, you know what you, you know what we left off from there? You know what? what we forgot? We forgot to talk about Sister New Devil. The kid with the oh. heavenly sword. Oh god, that's a devil sword, not heavy sword. Dude, have you not okay, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. I'll, I'll I I see I've seen the two seasons. Okay, I've read the manga. I'm not gonna spoil it for you. They're not gonna do anymore, but oh my god, it's a fan service in half. That's that's uh, that's on freaking high school DXD level. That is to that degree, but the fact that he's super overpowered. No, if you read the manga, it's actually a heavenly sword, and they have been talking about revitalizing that Byron. They've been talking about bringing oh, okay. Sister New Devil back. But no, so I mean, obviously there's enough source material there, but yes, that would be a good one for you to watch as well, oh, Kyle. I got a good one for Kyle. Oh, big windup. Ah, oh, it's a baseball anime. Goodness, I was gonna say windups that made me think, think baseball. It's baseball. It's baseball. Anime Dude, in, I uh, shield. I'm not familiar with that one. I shield is football. Ah, uh, football uh, anime. High Q's good too. And yep. uh, Kuro's basketball is really good too. Yeah, I know there's some sports Can't there's some sports that. animes Friends out there as well. There's quite a few out there actually. Like you just okay. Look, sorry, uh, we squirreled off. We completely squirreled off. Water. <laughs> squirreled. That's what you call squirreled <laughs> off. <laughs> we went off the cliff and just like we're, we're falling still. We're like. Well, I mean, to be fair, we got our nut. That's all that matters. We squirreled it. We got the nut. We went home. <laughs> More than. So once again, so ladies and gentlemen, to tie that bow off, if you have any OP characters, <laughs> gaming, anime, whatever, whatever, let us know. We, we want to hear from you as ten. always. <laughs> I think we probably did with all the like, different characters we mentioned. Yeah, but we cut Kyle off at the knees. He's already short enough. We can't keep doing this to him. <laughs> yeah, fuck you too. Kyle, I love you. Just I said I love. love. <laughs> I know. Let me Han Solo yeah, I know. Moving on next. Uh, I can't are, are, are we, are we moving right to next our to next? Darth Vader. <laughs> are we moving to our next topic now? Yes, yes. All right. Yeah. So so, ladies and gentlemen, today, um, at, the, at the time of the recording, we did get the get to see the reveal of the new God of War trailer for Ragnarok, which looks immaculate. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on PlayStation 5. looks incredible. Um, and it got us thinking about games in the past and present that came with a lot of hype, a lot of fanfare, and once, once you finally got to play them, just let out a huge, huge fart. And you and you came away disappointed with your experience. So we want to just talk about some games that you know. Not going to say they're near and dear to us, but they're memorable for all the wrong reasons. That had a lot of hype and just did not follow through. And let me go ahead and let me go ahead and get this one out of the way. As a big fan of Duke Nukem, fuck Duke Nukem forever. <laughs> we waited 16 years for that game because I believe the first um, the yeah, initial announcement looking back at uh, the history and information that we have now was around 1997. Duke Nukem 3D uh, came out in 1996. Forever was supposed to be a revolutionary on the PC and it kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed and it got passed over to several different developers. 16 years. 
16 freaking years. And when we finally get it, uh, granted, and here's the amazing thing. This game made profit. 2K made money off of this. It was basically like, I'm going to take all of Duke's jokes and I'm going to cryogenically freeze them in 1996 and we're going to unthaw them in 2013. Basically, it's like if Demolition Man was bad. Mm. It's 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 so bad, but here's the thing. I still have this urge to want to play it just to say I did, but I've seen gameplay footage of it. I've listened to the dialogue, and I, I was so disappointed. Oh, it, it hurt my heart because I love Duke Nukem. You imagine waiting until you bet the equivalent of almost graduating high school for one game to come out. And I think put it in, in better in a better perspective, like the 40 year old version, what they always told Steve Carell, you're putting the pussy on a pedestal. And when he finally gets it, five seconds, done. Disappointment. That's what that is. Thanks. I'm hot. I, I'm I have, hot. I'm going to pass the baton to I have I can relate with you. Kingdom Hearts three. Go ahead. Your 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 platform, brother. Let it go. So. My whole problem with KH3 was we waited so long. The fact that we went through two console changes, the fact that we could have had this thing on the PS3 and said they wanted to put it on the next next gen console. It was shit to make it wait that long. You lost two key voice actors within that time. You lost one, Leonard Nimoy. And then, of course, you lost, oh, I cannot think of his name now, the original. Hold on, I'm getting angry here. I'm trying to focus. Anyway. You lost, obviously, the guy that was the voice of Anson the Wise. He also played Saruman in Lord of the Rings. He also was in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Sean Connery. You lost him. Not Sean Connery. God damn it. Byron, help me out here. I'm drowning. The guy plays Saruman? Yes. Not Sean Connery. What the fuck is his name? Let me look. Oh, I don't remember the name of the actor. Oh, well, anyway. I know you talk. Uh, give, give, give me a second. Count Dooku. Have you played the same? I character? just cannot think of his name. I just can't think of his name right now. I'm like, I'm drawing a blank. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. You lost him because he was the voice of Anson the Wise. And then, of course, later on, since you lost Leonard Nimoy, you recast him and had him played by Doc fucking Brown. <laughs> Love fucking Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> but you see the heavy contrast there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you just can't. God. You just fucking can't. I so, I think he's a little mad. A little? Well, I mean, well fuck's sake. I mean, I, I, I apologize for not remembering Christopher Lee. I mean, I feel terrible about that. But, you know, in 2005, we had Kingdom Hearts 2 come out. It was a great game. It was a game changer. I played that game so many different times. With Kingdom Hearts 3, I have had no desire to pick up and replay just a handful of times. And it's just because the gameplay is just so fucking easy. And just the fact of that. So it's very watered honestly, down. I, I, it's very watered down. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. This game was made for a younger audience. 
they geared this thing to pretty much what kids wanted today. You had the hashtags, you had all the crap in between the transitions. You had, oh, well, I'm going to take pictures on my gummy phone. What the fuck? Like, I, I, I don't care about the, this. This was not your initial audience carried it eventually or originally when you came through there. This was a game that came out whenever I was in, in middle school. I got to chase it into high school in 2005, but I never got that gratification in 2009 when they originally were going to launch. We didn't get this game until 2017. And I've not heard anything. Actually, no, I lied to you. I lied to you. 2019. I'm sorry. 2.8 came out in 2019. Or not 2019. 2017. 2019 is when we got Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm not going to lie. I've not heard very many people. Like, I heard a lot of disappointment about uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. A lot Likewise. Of Never and got like to hear you fully go off about it, though. Well, the, the sad part is, is now, you know, they've dropped Kingdom Hearts 4, which I'm excited for. We got the prospect of Star Wars and everything else. But how long are we going to be fucking waiting for that? Like, you know, yes, I get that Tetsu Nomura had different projects going on you know obviously he was working on final fantasy at that time he was working on these different things but why did we you kept teasing this product for so long we didn't okay so think about it like this in the mindset if you were to go in the direct order of one two three first game out came out in 2002 three years later we got kingdom hearts 2 why was it 14 years later that we got kingdom hearts 3 and you released all these other titles in between then, which was prequels and like, you know, ties between the story. I like, mean, obviously, I... yes, Dream Drop Distance wasn't necessary at all. You know, we didn't need the story of how he got his mark of mastery. Could give a fuck about that. Birth by Sleep, absolutely. We needed a prequel. But did we really need Kingdom Hearts Point Two? Do we really need the story of Aqua when she's in the the land of the dark do we not do we do we need any of that no because that's literally shit that was going on behind the scenes during the very first game we didn't mm -hmm. need like point five. we didn't need any of that bullshit they, they were essentially trying to put something out to hold people over until they actually release three but but here's the shit kicker byron their hd collections spanned over two different new next-gen consoles. We had Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5. Both of those came out for the PS3, and then they re-released on the PS4. And then they released Kingdom Hearts 2.8, which was, you had Back Cover, you had Dream Drop Distance, you had a couple of other games that we hadn't had that were on there that we, people were clamoring for, supposedly. And it was like, okay, this is the last thing we're releasing until 3 comes out. Here's 2.8. This, this is what's going to be it. And then you got you know, 0.5s on there as well, too, slash 0.2, that is going to be the possible new gameplay. It's just ridiculous. I, I, I could have gave a rat's ass about the graphics at that point. I did not, we did not need Unreal 4 to be out to be able to have a well-proper-built game. You should have just stuck into the direct line of sequels. If you're obviously licensed out for this many games, still produce the games because the game still came out in an early reasonable amount of time, way before 2019. Why did we have to go through the PS3 and the PS4? It's, it's how it goes down this day and age of a lot of people. They just want to hold off and push games to the next generation. So back to try to make sales. 
Like, so I'm not gonna see Kingdom Hearts four till PS eight, right? That that sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> PS, I'm gonna say PS six seven. PS six seven. I mean, this is also the thing that kind of burns me out with wanting to buy a new console. The way that they market these games to us these days is just absolute garbage. I mean, yes, you know, you're catching my eye with some re-releases and different things, but is it making me wanting to buy the PS5? Is it making me wanting to buy a Series X? Fuck, no, it's not. I can buy more music equipment for that money and other shit. Like, I can buy an, I can buy I can buy a hundred games on Steam for the cost. You know, here's the funny thing. You guys want to know something? I could have bought myself a PS5 the other day. You know what I bought instead? I bought myself a fucking drum kit. Of course you did. That that's the whole thing there. I, I bought something that I would actually use. But it just it's hard for me to justify buying something when it literally is, oh, well, it runs 4K graphics. Well, so does my PS4 Pro. What's the fucking difference? Why would I want to buy something that you literally are neutering just because you want to build the next console? And you can't fucking build it because you're fucking going through shortages right now with obviously hardware and things to assemble them. You can't get them out to the market. Mm-hmm. Man, I apologize. (laughs) I apologize. That was a very squirreled rant, but honestly, they are just not doing anything for me right now. No, you got you. You feel the way you feel, and I know that I know other people who have a huge axe to grind with this game that have waited since since I was in high school for it as well. Well, so you aren't the only one. I'm going off about the consoles though, too, Kyle. Like I'm literally sitting here. The fact that they waited so long to release this game and the fact that they show who they're catering to nowadays, these kids aren't the ones that have fucking money. It's the parents that have fucking money. Cater to your audience. It's just like kids who ride around on big old trucks back in good and well. They didn't pay for it. Same premise. Yep. Oh, it's not. It's the same. Oh, here, here's the difference there, Kyle. So if you're going to cater something, this is a service that they're offering. A truck, obviously, is something they modify and do something with later. They lift those trucks themselves. They change the motors. They do whatever. They pay somebody to do that. But if you have somebody that's developing something for someone and you want to cater to their target audience, you would probably do that instead of catering to these tweeny fucking kids that are either, Dad, I I need some more V-Bucks for the Fortnite. Like, and other shit, you know, and I... That, that's the thing that annoys me and you know like not trying to go off on tangent here with our audience but it's just give us a quality game don't give me some adhd wet dream give me something of sustenance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, now that i completely agree with you i mean and honestly there was no point in neutering the four there was no point in neutering the other xbox at that point because they're both running the same graphic specs yes their processing speeds and things are more phenomenal but you're not giving me anything new to want or desire it's based off of your hardware the the thing is uh i think my i'll say my my firm belief is this because of how far ahead the pc world is and how like prevalent like streaming has become more people or more companies rather they're trying so hard to push the graphics so hard. Like we have a very pretty game. We have a very pretty everything. And it's just, it's biting the ass. 
Oh, it is. But I mean, here's the thing. Anything that's going to come out this next year, I'm obviously I'm going to get it on PC. I'm going to spend money on a PC before I spend money on a console. Now, Nintendo, I will say this. Nintendo will always have my business. Mm-hmm. Because Nintendo takes the, care of their niche market. They, they don't have to compete with the other ones. They just go, we have our stuff. We're going to do our thing. Yep. That's exactly it. You don't have to worry about any of that jucane or your bullshit. If I want a good solid Pokemon game, yeah, Nintendo is always there for me with a good game. Even their if I bad want a title Mario is game, still good. Well, dude, like, like, that's like with Pokemon uh, games. Even their even their less popular Pokemon titles, they still sell because the brand's good. Well, it's like the last uh, Super Mario, the Mario Party All Stars. I bought it the other day, and it was just a rehash of the '64 and the GameCube maps. I'm like. Nintendo gets it. Nintendo, when they're producing something, like even with Sword and Shield, even like they still catered to that older market. Mm-hmm. Nintendo knows how to take care of what their business is, and especially at the Switch, they're like, "Hey, we cater to the parents, but we also cater to the kids." Yeah, not wrong. It's just so hard for gaming companies to other gaming companies to rationalize and to do that that's why so many triple a titles fall on their faces for and kyle i'm with you honestly turtles in time right out the gate best game of the year and once again it is july and i just and i stand by that statement until proven otherwise and i'm sure we're gonna have a lot of quality candidates that are gonna give that game a run for its money but for our enjoyment and the fun we've had playing it and how good it is nothing's topping shredder's revenge i think at this point I think uh, the run for the money is going to come in November. I don't know. Everything's been delayed back, though, Byron. That's the uh, only thing well, there. If, if, if uh, God of War comes out when it's supposed to, and it's as good as the predecessor, it'll give its run for its money. I'll be honest with you. I have not played the last God of War on the PS4. I, I need I watched, to. I watched yeah, I haven't both, either. Uh, I watched uh, Jacksepticeye play, do a playthrough of it, and it is... The it's the first game I've ever seen where no loading screens, like, and it's all shot from one camera angle. Yeah, like you, it, 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 well, it's, it, it's revolutionary and beautiful. Shout out to Steam, but that's also available on Steam now too, Byron. If you wanted to play that, me and you could do a playthrough of it together. Really? Yes, yeah, so that's on hmm. Steam. Well, I'm uh, uh, I'm about to as soon as I get the guts to dive into it, I'm about to. Oh, I'm I'm late to the party, but uh, after seeing some gameplay of it, I'm about to jump into Ark uh, Survival uh, uh, Ark Survival Evolved. Okay, I mean uh, I, I'm good with that, and I mean that's I mean I was kind of late to the party with Doom to the latest Doom to tell you the truth. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, I, I think that's something we should do. I mean, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't think it'd be too hard for me and you to do either a stream of that. I mean, I'm starting to get more into PC gaming, and obviously, Byron is the the tool and influencer of that. Well, uh, the biggest thing is like my taste in games is very different than your guys's. Like that's the big matter. Thing. Let it let it go. <laughs> well, I mean, like I'm an RPGer, and I enjoy other things like that. But I still feel like, you know, and guys, we want to hear from you, too. Once again, I mean, this has been a very episode where we're trying to get the attention of your of the audience here. We want to know if you guys if we will we will play a game 
for you. You can I mean, see us I, react and play along. I, I mean, heck, if you want, and it's like a like me, I love open world survival games. I love them with the passion. They're so much fun, especially when you play your friends because random bullshit happens. Like, if it's a certain games, I'll be happy to open like it up to let like uh, some subscribers come join us and play with us. Oh, absolutely. That would be a blast. I mean, honestly, and I will probably have Shredder's Revenge on the PC. If anybody wants to join in and jump in and play with me on that, obviously my gamer tags, Green with Evil 09, more than welcome to party with me. But that's something in the future. Man, we have really squirreled all over this episode today. <laughs> Fuck's sake. We're back to the long episode. We still haven't talked about the game that kind of had let me down. Oh yeah, you gotta let us down easy here. Let, let's hear it. Uh, it's uh, the game that kind of like it missed the mark for me. I really enjoyed. Was I, it Coach R two? <laughs> no, no, Coach R two. I've played a little bit of it. I've not. I need, the thing with this, you don't simply it's you don't simply play Knights of the Republic one or two. One simply does them. not play. <laughs> it's, it's it's not a game where you just dive in and play a little bit here and there. It's a it's an hour like hours on hours of play. Like it's a it's if it, it's it's just a long game and to do everything you need to do in the game it just takes so long and I just sitting having the time and energy to sit down and like dive into that I just haven't really felt like it. We really need to finish Third Age as well, too. That's a game me and you yeah. need to sit down and yeah. do. Yeah, at some point it'll happen. But for me, the game that kind of was a letdown for me was Golden Sun Dark Dawn. Oh, All right. yeah. Like, what was that, 3DS? That was 3DS. It, was, mm. uh, it came out eight years after the second game. And the first two games are masterpieces. Like, they are so what was better good. the first or the second? Oh, don't, don't, don't even do that. I'm making don't. you do that. Which one? Which one? The second one. <laughs> oh, the second I, one story I, was so good. I still have to say first. I, I just. Uh. Also, the the first one is actually you can beat that relatively quickly. The second one, we like had so much more world to explore, and like oh, so yeah. much you could do. Like uh, the well, forging. Let me ask you this: all that. Who was your favorite character out of all of those arcs of games? Uh, I really love Isaac, but I kind of like, I think his name was Pierce. I was just thinking about that. I figured it was going to be Pierce for you. I, I mean, love Pierce. He's so cool. Isaac is an easy one there as well. But I know I, I, I was always a Felix fanboy. Felix is also like up there, but like Pierce is such a badass character. Uh, oh, Pierce but, was awesome. Uh, but it's just in that, uh, I felt like they went a completely different direction with the story in the third one. Like the gameplay is very similar to other ones, but like the story was just like, it didn't really make sense. Well, it didn't mash up with what the mythology already was established. It, 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 yeah. It, yeah. Like it kind of went in a weird, kind of a weird direction of like, because at the end of the second game, the golden sun finally rose and uh, we kind of find out that, uh, Oh, what was that guy's name? Uh, Alex didn't fully, Alex. uh, absorb all of the golden sun uh isaac kept up the power of the mars star and yep. some fact of like it just i didn't understand where the game was going it's like it's kind of like it's that like it almost felt like a rehashing of number two to a point 
I wouldn't say it was necessarily a rehashing. I think like the first half you spend, you're getting more of the same story from two, but you're just re-diving into a lot of these. You're re-unpacking characters that have already had a closed story is my whole problem kind, with it. Kind of. I just I wanted to know what, like, like what happened to Alex. We never got that like closure on that. Uh, we never got to understand like what all it meant and whatnot. And the thing is, after the third game, how it ended or whatnot, we still don't know what happened to most of the characters. Like, no, it's, it's been left on open. I mean, that's the only thing there. And they're, uh, and they're, they're, I don't think they're ever going to do anything with it. Well, we never had anything from Mia, though, either. That was the whole thing. We didn't really get closure for her. I'm trying to remember which one Mia was. Was she the first game? She was, yeah, she was the Frost the water, Princess. The, the, water, the Water Adept. The water adept, yes. It's like I said, it's just it had some, it had some, it did well using the 3DS, like I won't, or the, the DS. It was not 3DS, it was DS. Uh, it did really well yeah. using the stylus and all that, like it was really cool. But like I said, just story wise, it just it missed the mark for me. Do you feel like it, it was a very gimmick driven game? To a point, I would say to a point it was, but uh, I don't know. It's I, I want good closure to a story. And also, if they would edit that too, I could have been happy and fine with that because it had uh, it didn't fully flush out everything that happened, but it was a fine to where he left off. This one we got completely left like high and dry. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, because you just half told the story. Honestly, yeah. I would love for something like that to come to the Switch, which I could see it happening because I could see one or two coming. Well, you know, as much love as they've given Fire Emblem, there's no reason why they shouldn't give Golden Sun the love. Well, Golden Sun, I always feels kind of like, like, like an underrated title. I feel like it was, it just didn't have quite like it's. I mean, don't be wrong. Like, I look at Metacritic right now, but like Golden Sun one and two have got what's the highest Metacritic scores out there. Well, and I mean, it just goes back to you know what the beauty of the handheld was at that time. You got to think, mm -hmm. you know, they both yep. were on the GBA. It was glorious. That was a time when that was booming. People were really excited about 32 bit production again. Honestly, yep. I would be glad if we were still in that time. Tell uh, you the Golden truth, Sun, guys. Golden Sun one has a 91 on Metacritics. Shit. What about two? Lost age has an 86. I was thinking 86, 88 was going to be my bet. Yeah. So, like, that tells, that tells you something right there. When, like, two games that have pretty much 90s, like, and the music for it. Oh, my God. The music in Golden Sun is so good. Mm. Like, I Kyle, can, I can yeah, hear the opening. You know what? We should definitely do. We need to pick a playthrough of a game. I mean, you just commit to it. Oh, and like stream either... it. And stream it too. Well, and I don't know. I have to kind of dig for an emulator. Oh, I, I have an emulator. I got that, but it's I'd have to dig for a uh, ROM, ROM of. I could probably find one. I just find a good ROM. And I, I, I mean, could, I could play. I could. I, I just wait. Here's I the crazy thing. They used to have it on the the wii u where you could play golden sun then they haven't obviously put the game gba I, honestly i will see that coming to the switch 
here in the fall with their direct announcement because they already have the emulator for the GBA on there. We yeah. could probably stream from our switches, no problem doing that. Uh, I would probably it's a little bit easier for me to do it for my PC because uh, the thing is to do it uh, from the I'm not sure how well it can be done through the switch without having some uh, some setup and whatnot. But like, we just I could, have to uh, record. We'd have to record the video from obviously from the switch, and then we would obviously have to have a. There would be two separate things. Obviously, the recording on the switch happening, and the recording for us at that same time. Yeah. We would have to overlap yeah. those videos. Yeah, but man, like I, I could play the first game now, and still pretty much remember where everything's at. That's how oh, much yeah, I played same that here. game. I think that definitely needs to give some love. Kyle, man, I'm so sorry. Me and Byron have been pirates and taken over this vessel. You know what? Honestly, it's overdue because you and I have been doing that more often than not. So I'm just sitting back and just letting y'all do y'all's thing and steer the ship tonight. But once we get to our rewind, then we're all going to be able to chip in equally. Yeah. I, Fair I, enough. Kyle, it's, it's definitely like if you're a fan of turn-based strategy games, you need to check out Golden Sun. Like it, The music is phenomenal. The story is one of the best out there. Like it's, I would say Golden Sun is just as good as any Final Fantasy game out there. I was going to suggest that as well, too. It's right up there as well with Fire Emblem as well. You know, Path of Radiance, that's always held a place in my heart. Uh, Anyway, sorry, we won't tie up any. Go ahead. Do you guys feel better that you've let out a lot of steam tonight? I feel like me and Byron actually got to bond this evening instead of me just being the man that yells at him. (laughs) Well, like I said, the last little segment or whatever, it was me mostly just like, not only like letting off steam like you guys did, mine was just more like a rant of disappointment of like a series that's so good that didn't get the love it needed. (laughs) And you know, and, and I respect that instead of, you know, just snapping off on a game that really pissed you off like we did so i really <laughs> like your approach all right fellas what do you say we we uh we wrap things up this week with our retro rewind and take it back to obviously our uh, our beloved 90s of debauchery and nonsense and one talk show as we talked about um daytime talk shows last week left one to a platform all itself because there isn't enough time to fully and in, in, encapsulate what what an experience this show was. Of course, talking about Jerry Springer. Well, yeah, most so people stars that show made man. It, it's astonishing, and um, as a and as a wrestling fan, also the late great Scott Hall uh, appeared on that show as Razor Ramon, and he actually gifted the Intercontinental Championship to a very sick uh, fan of his. It was the the actual legitimate championship belt, and of course, got another one made for himself showed up in the full gimmick and everything. But here's the thing. Most people don't realize that Jerry Springer originally started out as more of a political daytime talk show Um, because Jerry Springer is the former mayor of Cincinnati. He had some uh, controversies that followed him as he left office. And he went went to the talk show route, and it started out very standard, like a Phil Donahue of the time, and he took on serious topics. The show's ratings were very, very low. And a format change came along around 1995, and then uh, imagine watching Howard Stern on a on, in a talk show format is what this is what this turned into. Basically, yeah, I, I consider 
I consider uh, sorry. I considered this show basically a live air donkey show. Dude, it, it pretty much was. And honestly, you know what? It kind of reminds me as well too. You know, little abstract pieces. The Huckabee Show. Whenever they have like different bands and everything's on there, that you know, office figures that go and do these oddball things later on after their careers. Yeah, and uh, he once again, I didn't know that the guy was a former mayor until until my adult years. But the what, what do most people rem, what do most people and us remember about Jerry Springer the most? The fights. Uh, Ah, uh, the can, Jerry beads. <laughs> did, didn't he have like a, 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 a raised platform like he would get up into when uh, the guest got really physical? I don't know if he had a raised platform. Uh, originally, uh, the, originally, they'd have uh, the fights just uh, happen like a certain, like somebody would say a certain thing and then they'd all get to scrapping and then you'd have the security come in there and pull them off. Of course, find out years later, all the fights were scripted. Um, yep. but, um, at one point, Jerry Springer, and this is a perfect sign of the times was the highest rated daytime talk show over Oprah Winfrey. Think about that statement for a second. You know, the only thing that gets me anytime I hear Springer, it gets me thinking about old shit stain. You know what? Absolutely. And yeah, for, for context, for those who don't know, Shitstain is who we refer to as Vince Russo uh, from the road. The man who claims to have given us the attitude era. More the man like claims car- that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Car-, car crash TV and some. And granted, he did give us some amazing storylines at the time, but he also gave us some of the most tasteless sh- bullshit you'll ever see. Bro, for all. <laughs> um, yeah, there, that, that, that's one. That's a big one. But the dude literally yeah. builds this thing around the, his ego with fucking John Bradshaw Layfield. Fuck that, that is guy. true. And he wanted and he wanted to shut him up in a real fight. But how, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's take guys who are trained to perform who are tough guys, but they're not trained boxers and give them boxing gloves and let them hurt each other for real. Makes sense. They did Bart gun fucking dirty. Putting wouldn't have matter. Wouldn't have mattered who it was. It could have been Godfather. Could have been Bradshaw or Dr. Death. Wouldn't have mattered. Well, well, the whole thing was they wanted Dr. Death to come up, but Dr. Death got knocked out by Bart because Bart was so pissed off because they're like, oh, yeah, you're not going to knock out Dr. Death. Actually, uh, actually, I believe uh, Steve Williams tore his ACL um, in the the fight, so he became a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest, essentially. Dude, hamstring, dude. Hamstring. Oh, it was a hamstring. It was a hamstring, but still, he got fucked in the the fight, and there you go. Yeah, he was a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest, and the whole problem was he lost out there, and then Bart pretty much was able to just work him over. You literally watched the one and the two, and he was gone. Now, we reference Russo because a lot of his inspiration for the, the type of wrestling that he wanted to present was based off of watching Howard Stern and the Jerry Springer show. And if you yep. watch Raw during that time or if you watch WCW towards the very end, you could see why. Uh, you, I don't know. Where, I wonder where Springer found some of these people that appear on the show because if you don't see it there, you'd honestly believe, how is this real life? How are these real people? Well, you got to think most of these guys, they were cycled around because like we were talking about earlier with the whole New Jack thing, you know, dude was on literally there and then he turned and popped up on 
WWF television. He was on ECW television. Then, you, of course, you got people like Beetlejuice that has popped up on the Howard Stern Show, who has popped up on WCW television, who has also been on Jerry Springer. There's a lot of affiliated acts between those, those promotions at the time, if you watch and look at them. You know, um, and you know, it all it all tied together. It's just uh, Springer, you know, got wrapped up in the whole devil may care kind of fuck your feelings late 90s attitude that was adopted throughout not just this country, mainly the world. I watched this. I remember watching a special on VH1 called and they'd have this shit series of shows called when fill in the blank ruled the world, whether it be Star Wars or Elvis, or whatever, and they did one on Jerry Springer. This man was invited to speak at, like, colleges in in England because of his overwhelming poverty. Like, imagine that. Not saying, because Jerry's clearly not an unintelligent human being, but the kind of, with the kind of content that he, that he was uh, fielding, and he's being asked to speak at places like Oxford. Like, what the hell? Um, and you were you were right. You know, pe- there were people who actually grew to gain some fame that came from that show, and one of yeah. them was hell was the head of his security. <laughs> I actually got asked about Wilkos this morning. I was asked, is, it, is this is this TV show still on? And lo and behold, it is fifteen years. And I got asked, is it anything like Jerry Springer? Oh no, it hell it isn't. <laughs> no, and you got to think there's. Yeah, he he got his start there on Springer, and then he ended up getting his own show. That's still on the air. But there's just so many things. Like I said, it launched careers. You also got one-offs from that show. There was just... Jerry was a very much so a variety show. You had either things where it was father, not the father. You had random, Mm -hmm. you know, fights with people saying, well, this is my man, whatever, you know trash television at the time anything that get people talking you know what i mean we had a midget pimp on there and that was the that was that dude slick he was on there and that was the whole thing about how he was talking about turning out ladies so um can you imagine the fact that this show aired in daytime because i watched it on syndication at night like late night and Dude, that's where I watched most of mine at. I caught them on days like sick days. That was something else we were supposed to talk about. Sick day rituals. We didn't do that. Yeah, we sure didn't get to that one. That's it for Russia. We, we, we'll, we'll get next week. We'll, we'll we'll save that in there next week, folks. We'll do uh, sick day rituals in our rewind. But that's the only time I ever saw it during the daytime. Same way with like Judge Judy or Judge Joe Brown, things like that. You know had the prices right and then it was like okay we're done on cbs let's slide over to fox so we can watch the trash tv during the day because lord knows i wasn't watching as the world turns or guiding light oh i well i wasn't watching those necessarily because we didn't have the clear channel no i was watching all my children and live in general hospital on abc yep i remember those (laughs) dude most of the time like i had to if i was sick i was at my grandparents and they of course they were further up on the hill than us so the antenna where they were at they could get literally channel six which was down in kentucky you could get channel 23 that was in cape Girardeau. they could also get channel 3 and 15 that was in there in town same thing and then of course there was channel 12 so we got that so we got cbs we had nbc and we had Fox and we had ABC. 
But that was kind of the whole thing. If you watched one thing, so like ABC for me was Sunday night programming where I watched The Wonderful World of Disney. And then throughout the day, game shows and stuff, it was Price is Right and early on CBS. But when I was a kid and if I was a homesick, it was the Friday. You had the usual cartoons in the morning on Fox. That turns off. Then they had their whatever soap opery stuff would come on. By the time Bob Barker was done, then we would be into Springer. We'd be into everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but the the fact that back to Springer, yeah, this show was outdoing Oprah in ratings, and people were so attracted to to the car crash and waiting for the inevitable to happen. The fact that it well, ran for 27 years. That's the mind blower there. And Kyle, kind of yeah. tell them a little bit too. You know, you had guys and gals on there. Like you had Regis and Kelly for talk shows. You had mm. the Rosie O'Donnell show. You had freaking Oprah. Oprah was a powerhouse at that time. You had so many other people that were yeah. daytime talk. And you're just like Springer was literally punching over all those individuals because you had Regis and Kathy at like 9 a.m. every morning. And that yeah, dude was out I, doing them. Have Yeah, have your coffee in the morning with Regis and Kathy Lee, and then you could turn it on later that night and watch them on Who Wants to. But yep. once again, and you and you had others like, you know, Ricky Lake, who kind of started the whole. Um, dude, Arsenio counter- Hall, like we talked about last week. Absolutely, and Arsenio Hall is a complete night. powerhouse. Was a powerhouse in his own right, and I think that's a show that should definitely be on today. Uh, man, Springer definitely. I here's what I look at Jerry Springer as: it is a time capsule of its era, the same way watching WrestleMania 15. Like for instance, do you know what the tagline to WrestleMania 15 is? Have you ever heard what? the tagline for it? The Raging Climax. Oh God. This is it is Vince Russo mania basically, but that's uh, those shows are proper time. What captured. were the highlights of what was the highlights of fifteen? Sorry to squirrel off. What was the highlights of fifteen? Uh, the first Rock Austin match, which was damn good. You also had uh, uh, China and Triple H fighting, and then Triple H betraying DX and joining the corporation. Shane McMahon okay. and X Pac was a match that was way better than it had any right to be because. At, Shane's a great athlete, and X-Pac's X-Pac. Um, low lights, the Brawl for All final, Bart Gunn getting murdered. That's what I thought. And, um, yeah, let's not forget that Undertaker murdered Big Boss Man from Hell in a Cell. He hung him. Oh, yeah. WWE <laughs> so ashamed of that man, never put it in a Best of Hell in a Cell compilation. They're so ashamed of it, as they should be. It's not a good match. I love both performers. No. The, br- the Brood was involved in the finish. I love The Brood. But what are we doing with these guys? Uh, Dude, there's not a just good... so much with WWE. There's a lot of stuff that they're just not proud of. As Well, because professional wrestling at the end of the day, no matter how you cut it and how corporate it is, is still lowbrow to a fault. You cannot run, from what most you, people. cannot run from what you are. But uh, you know, back to Jerry Springer, the fights, the, the strippers. And also, let's not forget at the end of the show how they'd always do the Q and A from the uh, from the audience, and some of the audience would members would roast these guests, and I don't even know where you could find the. Once again, I don't know where you find these people, but look up and if you if you guys haven't before, there are compilations on YouTube of uh, 
is roasting Jerry Springer guests. It is absolutely hysterical. You got to check it out. It's super fucking funny. Um, but and like once again, Byron, you've never sat down and watched an entire episode of this show. As a kid, if your mother walked in on you watching Jerry Springer, what do you think she would have said? Why you watch this trash? That's that's nicer than what I thought. Well, also, your 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 mom's not as mean as mine. Oh, my mom could have a streak to her if she wanted. Like there was times me and my brothers got out of line, she would tear us a new one and gets back in line. Fair enough, fair enough. I just can't see it. Your mom's such a sweet, sweet woman. Then You're again, <laughs> this is true. It's, 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 like, it's like when like a lot of my friends growing up, they would always say, "Dang, your mama's cool." I say, "You don't live here." Uh-uh. Exactly. You don't live- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You don't, there, you don't see that side. Although, to be fair, there's times my parents would, even with friends over, jump our cases. Jerry can attest to this. Uh, I'm sure, I but he- I, I, I got I got in on some of those too. My 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 butt was taking the task a few different times. <laughs> but this was definitely something I never watched with my mom around, just because I know she would have hated it. Now, granted, she didn't like Power Rangers, but she just thought that was hokey and you know corny. This I mean, I think I might have caught an ass whooping for this one. My grandmother thought it was garbage. My my grandpa, however, was just like. It's it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, he's just like his his favorite segments were always just like either where they were trying to figure out if it was a guy or a girl, and it was always like the strippers were his favorite. That was his favorite. Uh, I'm sure. I'm definitely sure. Yeah, you mentioned the Springer bees, and you had what people in the was it audience flashing, or um, or the or on stage. Yeah, flashing Jerry beads. I'm just here for my beads. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, well, folks, that, that was our uh, retro rewind of the week. If you have any suggestions on what you think we should go back in time and discuss, always submit them via Facebook, Twitter, uh, email. You know, we have all of our all of our links available for you to Ooh. for you to communicate with us. One question before we wrap it up: We got one Q and A, and this is actually from one of my many sisters, uh, Mrs. Maisha Prater. She asked a question. What what got us into making this podcast? What was the concept that that was um that born that um got us to do this? So well, to be honest, <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, uh, I, this is story time. This will be a little bit of a length, but it'll we'll, we'll condense it. So the whole thing was me and Kyle. We started talking together back. I would say what. This was year before last. We talked about how we should, we could have a radio show. We could do different things like that. Then we saw that some people that we knew were starting to do shows on like YouTube and different things like that. And I'm like, fuck, we could deliver better content and obviously deliver more to the audience than these fuckers could. So that's where I was like, let's start this, let's start this bandwagon off here. You know, we could literally talk just candidly like we're having a phone call. You know, there's, you know, enough stuff to relate to us on because we are people of the world. We enjoy a lot of a variety of things. So then me and Kyle started this off. I, I remember the day I told him, I said, hey, I, I downloaded the Anchor app. So plug the Anchor, one of our sponsors. And it was something as simple as, all right, we started doing this on our phones. And then we brought Byron in as our first guest 
and Byron end up being becoming a permanent fixture here. And that was kind of the thing there. That was why we had the episode. And then there were three. That was his acceptance saying, hey, I will be with you guys full time. And that's when we started catering around three people's schedules. Because before, just if you look at the first few episodes, it's me and Mr. K Rob over there just talking about, you know, obviously TGIF Dads is one of our top rated episodes. And, you know, Deep Shadows and Brilliant Highlight or Deep Thoughts and Brilliant Highlights was the one. I almost quote that was a him nod there if you guys caught on to that. But that's really <laughs> what it. got us into this. We well for, for me at least. For for me it was I had a couple of friends back home and we wanted to do a podcast called Three Nerd with Monty. And essentially it was just us getting together and just talking dirty stuff. Like again, just having a phone conversation recording it and just putting it out there. And that kind of didn't happen. And then for me, it got invited on this, and essentially it's, this is exactly what three nerd Monty was gonna be was three friends talking, having conversations about nerd stuff and just putting it out there. That's that's and honestly, that's the basis of it. And we've always felt, well, we've been talking about interesting stuff and having interesting conversations and sometimes debaucherous conversations on the for the last 13 years. So why don't we yep. put pen to paper? Why don't we put pen to paper and, you know, make this happen? And um, so to to my sister, I really, I really thank you for uh, submitting that question via Facebook, and you know we're always open to anything and everything. But that was that's the general basis of it: is that what are we doing with all this knowledge and all these like useless facts and nerd shit that we like, outside of you know sharing it with each other, putting it out for everybody else to get to know us that don't know. You know, to be fair, we harass our co-workers with it, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Them when they don't know oh. something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually I got an itch to want to want to start a second podcast of my own of doing a sports one, because I, I said to myself, I've lived here for seven years and have not met a human being who can still keep up with me. Like, I need more fair, people. Well, and to be fair, you know, obviously, you guys knew this as well, too. Kyle used to do a sports podcast with another one of his friends. Yes, and obviously that that didn't pan out on that. I, and honestly, with the Brew Crew, this is rose to the occasion where we thought we wouldn't be at before. You know, five hundred and seventy three subscribers later, we have just continued to push content. And honestly, you know what, gentlemen, we are going to be coming up on a year before too long. Mm-hmm. Ooh, How about that? Not that far away. Yeah, three months. We three months is special. We we definitely That's will. It. Yeah, we definitely need to have like a big one year anniversary spectacular. You or, know, you know like that's gonna, I also I say you know that do it. I say find an event and do a live uh, broadcast vlog thing for the folks. Us like do something. Definitely. I will say this though: whatever we do, we will all be together in the same room. I will make that promise right now that no matter what, on our anniversary, all of us will be together. Damn straight. That that is gonna be the one thing there. And you know what? That is probably gonna be the one time we finally get the jeweler onto this <laughs> show. <laughs> we I, I'll oh. tell you guys what, I'll I will coordinate it around a band practice. <laughs> I will coordinate it. <laughs> what are we gonna what are we gonna what are we gonna live broadcast you guys jamming? No, 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 no. Like... I will just <laughs> Well no, I'll just coordinate it where it's like, hey, you're already here in the county. It, you know what's stopping you? You know, might as well stay the night. There is a couch. <laughs> it's a fairly that, comfy that, couch. 
It is. I mean, honestly, it would just be a rehashing of my bachelor party. I mean, that would be the perfect thing. Just be like, get the brew crew together, get the man from Whitworth River, get a microphone between the four of us, set at the table, and just deliver an anniversary episode. Because I would bring be my like, mic. Well, dude, I've got enough equipment here. You wouldn't have to bring anything. I, I got, you know, in my front room headphones. alone right now. Well, no, I actually got four pairs of headphones now. I keep acquiring things. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> All right. I, I think it's a good place to wrap it up there. Definitely. We've uh, yeah, we we've gone off. We've had soapbox, had rants, and we've had a little bit of everything tonight. This has been absolutely wonderful. Uh, it's been a great episode, guys. Um, always, always a blast getting together with you two. We're gonna do it again next week, and we'll come up with more shenanigans, nonsense, and tomfoolery and fuckery, right here on Beards, Bruise, and Bros. All right here on always. on Beards, Bruise, and Bros podcast for myself, Mister Moss, Mister Moss Men. We will see y'all next week, and remember, and always rewind. See you next week. See y'all next week.